0: Welcome to another episode of Ninjas and Bots, a comic book podcast which covers the IDW Transformers and Ninja Turtles in an alternating schedule. Our episodes come out generally on Saturday mornings, unless John forgets to hit publish. That happens sometimes. That's okay. We still love John. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Saturday morning. We've
1: made the date every time. It's not always in the morning.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's morning somewhere, right? Right. (laughs) I'm Lane. And I'm John. And today we are starting, well, starting and finishing because we're going to hit a two-part one-shot of the Ninja Turtles called Infestation 2. And John will be leading our discussion. Take it away.
1: So Infestation was IDW's crossover between all of the different Hasbro license titles. Um, the first infestation was before the Ninja Turtles comic came out, and it was a zombie apocalypse that all the different characters got involved in. Um, this is infestation two, and the idea is that the um, Lovecraftian elder gods are creeping into the world. And I read the infestation two core series. It's a two-part series that the first issue comes out, and then all of the tie-in comics come out and then the second issue comes out to wrap up the story and I will tell you that it did not matter um, <laughs> I was thinking there would be like a narrative explanation for what was going on and the narrative explanation is more like oh crap this stuff is happening let's deal with it and there are characters there that i would never heard of before and I guess they're just sort of these characters that were introduced in the infestation series and now they're back um, so if you have not read infestation to the core miniseries you do not need to Everything you need is here. It's just weird stuff is happening, and here we are.
0: I was very so, confused by the by the two title. Um, I kept searching for my list and going through uh, the Ninja Turtles wiki. I'm like, where is Infestation One? And yeah, it was very confusing to me. But we're good. Infestation Two, Issue One and Two. That's all you need.
1: Yep. And the turtles don't even appear in the, the Infestation 2 core mini. Um, there's one panel that pictures them, but it's not story panel. It's more just like showing the different Hasbro characters and various things. So, yeah. Um, these two issues come out March 7th and 21st um, on either side of uh, issue 8 of the core series. So publication order-wise, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but... I'm guessing it's because the fit is about to hit the Shan in the (laughs) turtles comics. Mm -hmm. And so we're just trying to Donatello goes on his little adventure with, um, um, the, 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 the science fair and this happens and all of that while Baxter Stockman is cooking up his mousers and the mousers are probably attacking everything else in another issue after all of this. Um, I don't know if I should re- uh, recap these separately or together. I feel like just kind of doing it all together. Yeah, go what for it. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Donatello has been feeling kind of broody because people have been going missing. There's a storm. There's news reports of monsters. And so he has been inspired to start doing some research into this old cult led by uh, a guy named block in Dunwick, Massachusetts. It's a doomsday cult from like almost a hundred years ago. And there were, um, there were bodies found under a town church and it just gets weirder from their other dimensions, black magic, lots of nonsense. Um, so while they're wondering about that, there are news broadcasts and, you know, there's just this general mood of, of, you know, things being weird, but, they feel safe down in the sewers because this whole section of the sewer has been blocked off decades ago. There's no way anything could attack them here. Hint, <laughs> hint. What about the mousers? Because in the Mirage story, they attacked them in the sewers. So I'm, I'm wondering if, if, if they're really as safe as they could be in these sewers. But that's for another issue. Right now they're going to get attacked by a weird tentacle-faced monster. Um, just out of nowhere they're sitting there. The lights go out, splinter throws a match. They get flashlights and there is a monster in their sewers that attacks them and they attack back and they fight it and they eventually stab it in the head, um, and pin it against a wall and kill it. Um, in the course of that attack, they have lost like the wall of their living room and they look through and there's this like eldritch evil looking tunnel, just like on the other side of the wall from their living room. leading the. That's where down that draft the...
0: was coming from.
1: Right? It was a weird smell that wasn't just the sardines on Michelangelo's pizza. <laughs> um, it was a tunnel that leads down into hell. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they're like, let's go investigate. And Splinter's like, I'll take care of the body. Just give me your skateboard.
0: <laughs> and they're like,
1: what? He's like, no, no, yeah. I've got it. They're like, okay. i
0: never thought i would read splinter asking for a Michelangelo skateboard but he just puts the
1: body on it and carries it off and we see these rats like looking at him as he's carrying the body off we're like i don't know what's going to happen to that but maybe it's Mm -hmm. better that we don't know because we don't find out y'all splinter just disappears with the body so So, yeah
0: that's a good point um don't Piss Splinter off because he knows how to hide bodies where they'll never be seen again.
1: You know what? Maybe let's do this a little bit differently. Let's just kind of talk about this as we go through the story. So
0: Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because I'm gonna keep interjecting, apparently. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, like,
1: no, no, I think I think that would be good because this is this is a weirder story. And um, yeah. So yeah.
0: Well, I will backtrack very, and say I love the, the cover.
1: Yeah, I love the cover art. It's just it's gorgeous. Okay, so I didn't really describe the cover. It's impressive. It's um, just a completely different right
0: word. Yeah, it's just a completely different style than we've seen before. Um, I can't, and I, I was an art history major, and I can't really nail down a, a style. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Uh, it's, I'm
1: looking up the artist. It is, um, oh, I don't have the artist credits on Mike's Amazing World, so mm-hmm. I have to go to comics.org.
0: But anyway, it's a beautiful cover. We'll just go with that. It's, it's it has Raphael it,
1: with his sigh attacking mm-hmm. some sort of tentacle creature.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's nice and simple, but just the, the flow of it, the lines, it's different from anything we've seen in the turtles book so far.
1: Yes. Um, just found the covers credits on comics.org. And this is by, um, Menton, um, What's his name? Or is it? I can't find his first name. Anyways, I'm bad. Bad podcasting. But yeah, it's very cool, very stark and different. Mm-hmm. Um, the the art on the inside is very moody, um, which I like for this um, storyline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it also feels like it's it's disconnected from the rest of the narrative as we have seen it to this point.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is fine. doesn't yeah. Have to be connected which is just everything else tying in so closely together that it feels um, unfortunate that it's so disconnected
0: here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's catch back up to where you were. So you were at where he was hiding the body. (laughs) Where
1: Splinter is hiding the dead body. Yep. (laughs) Yes. All right. Um, And then going from there, they decide to go down into the stairs and they have their headlight, their their flashlights and um, Donatello takes his book of, his book of the
0: unknown would you say Uh, i was just saying like and there's some nastiness down there there's like cobwebs
1: and there's slime and there's weird roots everywhere um it's very strange it's like somebody dug a tunnel and then abandoned it because there's also like wood support beams and stuff Mm -hmm. but then they start finding lots of mutated creatures and not ninja turtles lore mutations but like Abominations of nature, mutations. Yeah,
0: like like naked mole rats with rabies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leonardo says rats or used to be rats.
0: Yeah, but they're they're not cute.
1: No, um, they're, they're, they're kind ugly. of
0: terrifying. But uh, um... and they
1: find this like towering, grossly organic, sort of giger looking
0: elder God?
1: Yeah, um, okay. don't know what that is, but like check this out, and it's it's surrounded by bones in dead bodies and they start taking pictures and donatello decides that the group in dunwick massachusetts block must have started that group here in new york underground in the sewers right next door to their lair
0: yeah and then it looks like uh leonardo finds another tunnel
1: and a room the
0: side yeah
1: so there were people here a long time ago and they made maps of the tunnels using symbology from um, Donatello's Lovecraftian history books. So there's this weird connection between the elder gods of Lovecraft and actual people a hundred years ago in these tunnels. Mm-hmm. And, and then Mikey's Michael- like, hey, I found some dynamite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, got all choked up with the dynamite. Oh, goodness. And did, then- you
1: watch, did you watch the first season of Lost? I did. So towards the end of the first season, they find some very old degraded dynamite and they handled it very carefully because evidently just by jostling that stuff, it can explode unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Arnst gets exploded and it's like, you got a little bit of Arnst on your, on your shoulder there. <laughs> um, so as a kind of, you know, uh, it's a good thing that Donatello points out. No, that's not dynamite. It's TNT. It's more stable and it stores better. So we're not expecting all the stuff to just explode um, surprisingly, although we do get some explosions because Mikey gets crazy with it later. So, <laughs> as
0: Mikey does.
1: As Mikey does. As they're talking about the dynamite there, they hear something and suddenly a lot more tentacly, multiple-eyed, multiple-mouthed, weirdly gross-faced monsters just start attacking them and they're slicing and dicing and fighting and Michelangelo sticks some di- some TNT in one of their mouths and lights it And that causes a big explosion and a cave-in that leads to Donatello being cut off from everybody and the end of the issue.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's Donatello, or sorry, it's got Leonardo, right? Um, It's got him wrapped up, and it looks like a tentacle is going down his mouth, like inside of his mouth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It
0: kind of has like a face hugger type of thing. Uh, This
1: is is a very weird story, and it's kind of one of those very plot-driven stories that stuff is just happening, and event A connects to event B connects to event C, but event A and event C are only loosely connected.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's... A little bit like how we covered uh, last week, Stormbringer. It's it's all connected. I'm just having a little trouble following the thread that I know we'll probably get somewhere eventually.
1: I feel like S- this has less story supporting it, though, than the Stormbringer did.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we get to issue two that has Leonardo slicing against tentacle monsters. Mm-hmm. Um and donatello is like i said cut off from everybody but he dislodges some stones and michelangelo comes out and um there's a recurring gag about how the dynamite was plan b because plan a didn't seem to be going very well uh but also plan b led to this giant explosion so maybe that wasn't a great job great idea either Mm -hmm. um they think they're getting attacked by a monster they turn around to attack it but it's actually just rafael covered in tentacles (laughs) um because you know explosions and then they come across um, this. Well, they don't come across that. So we change scenes to Leonardo covered in tentacles, with like you said, a tentacle going down his mouth. And there's this huge robed dude who is trying to resurrect Shub Niggurath.
0: Yeah, and we have a font change with this character, so you know it's it's serious.
1: He's yeah. very, very evil.
0: Mm-hmm. long
1: have you toiled clawing with muscle and machine to find okay my grammar police is coming out to find him who freed you from your human shells mm-hmm. um but actually what's funny is that Shub nagurath in the um lovecraftian lore is a female mm-hmm. not a male so this is a find her who freed you from your anyways um so he's petting the tentacle monsters like pets While Leonardo sits there with a tentacle down his throat, like a, like a reverse tongue. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: this robe seems to be worshiping the same weird, tall structure that we saw in the previous issue, trying to bring it back to life. And we go back to the turtles and they're wandering further and further down the tunnels. They see some slashy marks in the walls. Like Leonardo um, must have left marks as he's being dragged down here. We don't see how he got dragged down here. He was in the water at the end of the previous issue. He's not in the water now. We don't really know how those are connected until these turtles eventually come across a big old thing of water. And they're like, to find Leo, we have to go through that. And no one's happy about this.
0: Yeah, I've seen movies. I know what underground water systems do.
1: Mm-hmm. But they do see one of his katana uh, thrust into the ground next to the shore. So they figure this is where Leo went down.
0: But it's weird. Like down in the water, there are some skeletons that also have tentacles going into their mouths.
1: Like this has been done before.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it ever explains if that's some sort of um, control or if it was just, you know, here's a space to grow, and I'm going to go there. It, it made me think, like I said initially, of the, the face huggers of Alien, but because
1: um, mm-hmm. the yeah, face huggers thrust the the thingy down their throats to to implant the.
0: Alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Leonardo might be pregnant. We don't know that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> pregnant with Lovecraftian uh, monsters. Yes. <laughs> they do directly reference the literature because someone's like, looks like something out of those barbarian fantasy comics you read, man. Just like in my books, a shrine to an elder God. Mm-hmm. So we we are deliberately acknowledging that Lovecraftian stuff is coming back. And in, in the infestation Two miniseries, they deliberately acknowledge hey these are lovecraftian elder god monsters so it's like the literature exists in the real world but also as books <laughs> um so they keep on investigating they keep on going down the stairs um thinking about how all of this down here there's there's lots of roots reaching through the walls so whatever it is is feeding on stuff in the in the ground Um, But it's all one gigantic parasite spreading under the city like a cancer, looking for food to sustain itself and using host bodies to help. It's probably been growing for decades or even centuries. And we're just like having this weird reunion with it.
0: Yeah. And Leo is just about completely eaten up by this thing, too. Yeah, they find him and he looks like he is out of out of gas,
1: as you might say
0: yeah, Not, we only see his head at this point. Mm-hmm. So they
1: find him. Robe Dude is like, Are you trying to stop us? You can't do that. But they attack him. Uh, Mike, he brings out, oh, they, Donatello basically accuses Robe Dude of being, um, I don't know if it's Robert Block or another Block, Mr. Block from 100 years ago. His head is all just like a skeleton, like Dr. Destiny from that Sandman arc in the first part of Sandman. John D is just like a living skeleton head. Mm-hmm. Um Mikey shows up with dynamite again and starts blowing stuff up. They free Leonardo. Leo slashes the guy's head into. And then because the story's not over yet, Shubnagurath evidently comes to life at that point. They have to kill her. And I'm not even sure how they manage to do it because they're fighting it. And then they're just like, follow me, guys. And um, the statue of Shubnagurath falls on the real Shubnagurath. Everything's coming down. So they just run for the surface. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah. I'm glad this was kind of a, I'm glad this was a standalone and not part of the regular, um, series Mm -hmm. is, I mean, it's odd. It's, it's different as a one shot or a two issue one shot, you know, fine, whatever. I'm usually a lot more forgiving of one shots because they're contained hmm <laughs>
1: Like all those really weird Wolverine graphic novels from the early 90s. Individually, no one of them has to be good because they're just kind of a side story about Wolverine. And maybe they'll be fun and maybe they won't. But you try them out and you read them and you're like, okay,
0: I've mm-hmm. And
1: now we keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We end with um, Donatello a week later having um, gone to the library. And he's found a couple of Crichton novels. So it's almost like he's trying to get his brain away from the Lovecrafty stuff into more um, pop culture friendly sci-fi. So mm-hmm. he's just he's just going to chill out with Timeline and Jurassic Park, I guess. Yeah. Which I like Timeline and Jurassic Park; those are really good books. But yeah. I
0: haven't I haven't read Timeline, but yeah, Jurassic Park was very good. I uh,
1: I remember liking Timeline, but you know who knows?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this wasn't a like a bad story. It was just. Ooh, I don't know how, how would you articulate it I'm honestly not
1: going to swear that it's not a bad comic <laughs> <laughs> it might be a bad comic it, it's funny because it, 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 yeah. I've read a lot of comics from a lot of eras from a lot of styles and a lot of creators and I'm like I can read anything I can I can get some enjoyment out of anything but sometimes I'll read something and be like I I don't know that I ever really want to read that again um, yeah and it's okay. just one of those stories. It's like, what did I get out of this?
0: Yeah. I mean, I really love the cover art, but, and mm-hmm. the rest of the art was okay, even though it was different from the cover art. I could read a whole story in that cover art. That was just, it looked like a painting. It was beautiful.
1: It reminds me of Jay Lee in the line work, but not in like the coloring or, or media used, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know how much Jay Lee you've read, but he has, you know, he has a different style that this reminded me of, but
0: there was a, yeah, I, a I think of Spider-Man, uh, short story arc with Kingpin. I believe that was, it was all painted and it was gorgeous. Like, I think it was family business. Uh, I have
1: seen the book you're talking about. I cannot remember the title. So maybe it's family business. I can't, I yeah. can't confirm that, but yeah.
0: But, um, um yeah, I, this isn't one I'd pick up and read again.
1: No. We will revisit Infestation 2 way, way, way down the road with the Transformer stuff. I, I think say we will.
0: <laughs>
1: if we get that far, um, we'll, we'll do the first Infestation story. It was towards the end of Phase 1. I think Infestation 2 came out during Phase 2.
0: Mm-hmm. So no, I if you our meant show we, lasts be- that long. I thought you meant like we'd be revisiting this infestation. I was like, we will. But yes, there is an infestation in the Transformers. So Yeah, was-
1: so the Transformers cross over with this same storyline. It's just they don't interact with the Turtles.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we, we covered it. We, we It's we, a thing. We did our due diligence.
1: And as always, um, disclaimer, I think Lane is with me in this. We always go into comics looking to enjoy things. Yeah. Neither one of us ever comes to this show wanting to slag off on something. We just, after trying to enjoy this, maybe did not do so as much.
0: I still think Leonardo might be pregnant with a tentacle I baby.
1: want Leonardo to be pregnant with a tentacle baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for that to tie into the tentacle brain crane creatures.
0: Ooh, hey. Okay. Now we got some fanfiction
1: going. Right? Maybe Leonardo's tentacle baby can be like the godchild of krang. You never know.
0: <laughs> so, because we haven't yeah. actually
1: have, haven't actually seen Krang yet in the comics, when is
0: that going to happen? After Donna, after Leonardo gives birth to him, obviously.
1: Obviously, um, <laughs> but we'll be back in the regular Turtles narrative yeah. next time with the Turtles in a couple weeks.
0: Let me let me pull up our yeah. So next week we'll be covering Stormbringer number two.
1: Yes, space robot battles.
0: Yes, and then two weeks from now, um, like you said, we'll be back into the Ninja Turtles, uh, the the line we have been covering. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number seven.
1: Getting back into enemies old, enemies new. Baxter Stockman, old Hob and Mousers,
0: and executed children. <gasps> <gasps> uh, 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 I mean, I thought it was a high point, but anyway, um, <laughs> no just kidding. All right. uh, Do you have anything else for this episode, Mr. John?
1: Nope. Just that um, I like to be completist. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we did this. Yes. Let's move on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Talk to
1: you next time. (laughs) This podcast is a production of JohnReadsComics.com, home of virtually all of the podcasts produced by me, John Wilson. Each show has its own feed on your favorite podcatcher, or the whole group can be followed under the name John Reads Comics. Remember, there is no H in John. Feedback for all shows can be sent to johnreadscomics at gmail.com, and I will plan to read it on a future episode unless you ask me not to. Follow me on Twitter at John Reed's Comics, and thank you always for listening to podcasts from johnreadscomics.com.